Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Alex Watts, a mindset coach, helping people to step outside of their comfort zone and empower and motivate them to take action in their life towards what they want to achieve and become the best versions of themselves. Hey, Alex, super. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Yeah, no, great to be here. Great to be here and chatting to you today. Nice. So can you expand a bit more on, you know, where you are with your business today and the kind of people that you love to work with? Yeah, where I'm at today, I'm, I'm almost into a year since I first announced my coaching business. Um, and the people that I love to work with are ambitious men who are aspiring to become the best version of themselves. Uh, it was once a place where I was at in my life where I didn't really have that kind of mindset where I was focused on bettering myself as a person. Mm. Um, and when and through adversity, that's where I learned to to strive towards being that version of me and how that could benefit me in my life. Um, and then, and as I've gone um, throughout time, ever since then, I've learned that a lot of other people similar to me, maybe a similar age, similar sort of background, maybe either less opportunities, more opportunities, are kind of feeling the same results and liking the same results. So. That's why I kind of decided to coach people who are similar to me at one point in time mm. um, in the same way. And I've been doing it. I've been, I've been tweaking it around with the, in terms of niche and the type of person I'm working with since I started coaching. But this is the one that I've settled on at the moment. And it's the one I've certainly had a lot more success with, with coaching, coaching men and, and, various, and various people throughout the, the last year. So, yeah, and that's where I'm at right now. And, Yes, uh, pretty excited to see how far I can go with it. Nice. So when when your clients come to you, what would you say is the first thing that you have to get them to overcome or work through? Because everyone comes with these sort of barriers or blocks. So what is it you see time and time again that you have to help them to overcome so that they can really then open up and you know fully embrace what it is that you can help them to to work through? Oh, that's a great question, Mark. I think for me that the main thing, and there's there's more than one is self-doubt there's a lot of self-doubt and whether that's self-doubt to even have a coach in the first place ah. or whether it's self-doubt for whatever they're dealing with whatever the reason they've come to me for uh whether it's self-doubt that they can even overcome that or they can even reach the goal that they want to reach or the goals you know and that's always usually i would say i wouldn't say a hundred percent of the time because you know but i would say usually that's the first thing we're facing on day one is uh, a lot of self-doubt 
um, and a, a lot of belief that it's impossible. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm, and I've been there myself, like I said. So I can totally empathise with that as well. Well, let's 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 sort of double tap on that because that self doubt is tough. It stops people from doing things they want to do, being who they want to be, or starting the business they want. And look at you, mm. you're a year into your business, like fucking hell. That's it's it's new, it's fresh, it's exciting, it's terrifying. You're in that beautiful sort of early stage. So what what was it like for you when you finally took the step and said, "Fuck yes, this is exactly what I want to do." What was that like? It was, it was exactly all of that, Mark, to be honest. Like, it was self-doubt in a bubble, you know? Yeah. I mean, no one I knew had done this before. Everyone I've met since I started coaching, every other coach I've met has been after I launched my business. So all of my friends, everyone I've ever known, have met, no one I know has ever done this. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I guess a, a, over a year ago, the thought of showing up on social media, the thought of actually coaching people, the thought of uh, changing lives and doing all these things, writing mm-hmm. a book, all this stuff that I've done, I would have just one not believed you, but also not believed that it was possible for myself. Yeah. So that's what I was to answer your question. That's what I was battling in the beginning. You know, I I did not truthfully. I wanted to do it. I had passion with it. I had purpose with it. But did I believe that I was gonna go ahead and do this stuff? Probably not. Probably not. But so you've yeah, literally sort of shifted your whole reality. You've shifted the whole perception of the world because you said that you you were not in this industry. You didn't know mm. that many other coaches at the time. And so your world must have shifted dramatically as you met more and more like-minded people, um, realized things are so, so different from maybe where you grew up and the, the, the place you were, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, where I grew up, it was very much, uh, there's a lot of stereotypes here. There's a lot of, you know, my kind of upbringing was get a job or go to uni, try and work nine to five, provide, do whatever you can. but. Mm there was never really much room to figure out what you really want. You know, you don't really get asked very often, what is it you actually want? Mm. And I think it's a question that gets lost on a lot of people. And it was one that was lost on me. Uh, So, yeah, I think just accepting that things like self-doubt, fear of change, all of these things are real. And just saying that we are going to feel them in our lifetime. I think accepting that has been really important and, and just going with it anyway, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, has been the answer for me. Knowing that that's now possible to do that, you can be a little bit scared at first, but you can doubt yourself. But to go ahead and do it anyway is is more than possible. So, what would you say were the what were the things that cropped up as you first started going through this? You know, you've you've got your business, you're starting to get out there. What were the challenges that you were like, ah, oh, shit, I never saw this coming. <laughs> Well, I guess in a way, I saw there'd be a part of me that saw it coming, but social media, for one thing, I think just I've all I've I posted about my adversity story uh, about five years ago now, and that was that was tough at the time. It was something I felt that was necessary to do uh, yeah. for me and for the people around me, but I never sort of expanded on it, and it kind of felt good at the time. Um, you know, maybe I regretted it. I'm not so sure. But then when I came to coaching. I was sort of like, okay, I'm now going to be doing this stuff all the time. All the time I'm going to be posting value. I'm going to be uh, talking honestly in my posts about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, where I've been, where I've, where I've come from. Mm. And that's going to, be, it's going to be different. And it's not going to be something that I've done consistently before. So it's going to be a challenge. And yeah, it, it, it has been a challenge. It still is sometimes, to be honest with you, Mark. 
it still is. There's a lot of days where I think, oh, you know what? Maybe someone's going to take that the wrong way, or uh, maybe my friends from school are going to judge me, or my friends from uni are going to judge me, or you know, is, is this person not talking to me because I'm posting on social media or something? These little strange, well, they're not really strange, but doubts that come into your head. Yeah, they they, they happen, and it is got easier the more I've done it. Naturally, so. But certainly in the beginning, to answer your question, it was something that I had to battle. Yeah, I mean, this, I remember when when I first started personally, it was it was tough. There was a transition that sort of had to almost take place. And honestly, look back through my feed. I was, I was trying to find my feet. I was trying to find out who, what is my voice? What do I want to say? How do I want to say it? And with social media, it's a fucking horrendous place because you maybe you're putting yourself out there you're you're testing you're you're tweaking you're just trying to see what how to do things and maybe you don't get the res, the results or the response that you want and that the silence can be deafening it can be so so tough as you find out what what you want to do um in hindsight i found that you know i did a load of videos as a trying to find find my voice and speak up for what where i was and only after i stopped doing them after I sort of pivoted and changed and someone was saying, I really miss those. I used to love to listen to those. I'm like, you never said anything. No one did. But you don't know who's not listening. And I've since understood that those people that don't say anything, those people that don't comment, those people that don't reach out, they're probably your biggest fans. They're in the background just digesting until the time is right. So um, I, whether it's the same circumstance that you were in, I was like, that brings back that memory from me. And those early days, it is tough because like it or not, we still have that longing for outside validation. So that judgment that you're feeling, it's, it's a tough place to be. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, Mark. And it's, it's valid as well. You know, we, we have that, not need, but we have that desire for people to, to appreciate us, I guess, in a way. And I think just that, I think accepting that, not every person out there is for you and your style and your coaching and that's okay i think there's there are people out there who aren't who aren't your people with this Mm. um but for every person that isn't interested there is a person that is and there is a and there is a person that you can help and that you can coach and i think that's much more important than a person who in this context only who who isn't very interested in your post in comparison to someone who may have been having a terrible day, may have been feeling stuck entirely, but they see your post and they think, okay, that's actually exactly what I needed to see today. And like you say, they may never reach out to you. They may never tell you. In fact, I had a guy once reach out to me and sort of tell me about how my posts are really impacting him in a positive way. And I didn't even know his name. Like I've never seen him before. Like he'd never liked anything I posted or anything like that. So I think you're 100% right. It just goes to show that those who you don't see are likely the ones you are given that value to, which is the most important part of this is, is given value. Mm. But that's a great point. Just a few seconds ago, talking about the, you know, the, there are those people that are for you, those that aren't. I mean, yeah, there's mm. authenticity counts for so much. I mean, there's trains of thought say you should be polarizing. You've got to you know really go to this end because then you're going to, all the haters, all the people that aren't for you, push them away attract the people that you are and you got to go 100 percent and and actually be polarizing and maybe there's some element of truth in that it will help but 
being authentic, just being completely you with that emotional immunity of, yeah, here's who I am. This is what I do. Whatever you say, yes. So, but finding that space, especially on social media is tough. So with the place that you're going, if you're, let's just break this down in real, real time, because so many people, especially social media, especially entrepreneurs, solopreneurs starting out, trying to be seen, it's, it's overwhelming. It's a big place to be. So if you're feeling some judgment, maybe there's, how can we look within and see, okay, where is that coming from? Because there, there might be some chink in your armor. There might be some kind of something that you don't quite believe, or you're still worried about, or still haven't found your footing in. If you just start to stop worrying about other people, but that, use that as information, where is it that maybe you're still a little bit uncomfortable? Where are you still finding your footing so that judgment that fear of judgment is it's real because you still haven't got that full belief any truth to to that yeah i mean i first of all yeah i totally agree with you there's always a place where it's coming from and yeah i i think so i think the fact that i like i said i grew up in um a town and it was very much sort of set in its ways and i was always kind of mm. I mean, I was also a footballer and growing up with like obviously football lads with mates and stuff like that this kind of thing isn't really entirely in line with that i guess from a from an upbringing point of view mm. so as time's gone on i guess i'm reflecting on my older self and it's a very interesting question you asked martin it's got me thinking you know i'm reflecting on my older self would that previous version of me be doing that probably not but am i that previous version of me now no and a lot has changed for me since then and um and am i happy with who i am today 100 percent, but yeah, there's still, uh, like you say, there's still that within, there's that judgment from others that can think in, okay, what are people thinking about my post? Or what are people thinking about what I'm saying? So mm. I do think that's where, if I was to take a sort of stab in the dark, probably quite an educated one as well, I would say it probably comes from there. Um, yeah. So, you know, my social groups and things like that. So that's probably where uh, it does come from. Yeah, it's a nervous place to be. And it's, you know, this stuff, you, you coach people through this stuff. And this is why it's, yeah, we want to sort of shine a light on this and say, yeah, every single level, these things always appear. You think you've got it handled, then bam, next iteration. You think you've got your business handled as a solopreneur, then bam, you get some employees and you're like, shit, yeah. there's more challenges. There's things that I didn't even think that I was worried about, but now, oh my gosh, in it comes. So no matter where you are, there are always going to be these things that, that come up. So I think you get the beauty of being in your first year, going through what you have done, being the inspirational force about, look, look what I've done, look what I've been through. And it is possible to hold that as truth through your experience and to share that to people just a few steps behind you. That's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And that's the thing. There are so many people who are in that exact place right now. So to be able to sort of, to do that but also explore where i'm kind of not slipping up but facing challenges to overcome yeah. i think is 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 a long way to doing that and the same for people who are slightly further on than me who are facing things that i might face in the future so yeah 100 mm. see where you're coming from oh man let's let, let's break this down from a from a business owner perspective so with with your business it's it, it is new and you are mm -hmm. finding your way but as the business owner where are you 
where are you standing in your own way? Where is it that you're actually holding yourself back because either you don't know what to do, there's too much, or, ah, shit, I want to do that, but I'm kind of big and scary. Um, yeah, interesting. And this is, this is something that's changed a lot over time. I used to get caught up in a lot of details around business because I've never really studied business before this. So that was mm. my first challenge. And I've kind of got to a place now with that where I'm not, well, I don't know if comfortable is the right word, but content with how things are and, and where I'm at with it. So mm. I think as I'm caught, the, the, the issue I would say is the current kind of, I don't really like to use the word issue to be fair. So I'd say challenge um, is, is probably growth. Like it's moving quite fast. It's moving quite fast. And I think that I've always kind of had this belief that, you know, you it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And it feels a bit like a sprint right now mm. because things are changing, new things are happening. I'm I'm moving with the times, I'm hustling, as they say. So I I would probably sometimes I think, should I slow down? And then I think, well, that's not helped me. You know, I'm getting new clients through the door. That's mm. what's benefiting me, and I'm giving them value. I'm helping these people, but it's moving fast, and I'm earning money. So it's kind of like what's around. I guess it's that fear of what's around the corner that I don't know about. If that kind of makes sense, um, it's the it's the fast growth, and it's the what is going to come and knock me down again. You know, so it's it's sort of like preparing for that, I guess, but also kind of just accepting where I'm at and just saying look okay it is growing but I am here and this is this is what's this is what's happening it might be growing but just being okay with where I am right now um so it's that just yeah maybe a little bit of stability to be fair I think if I could find that in some way then that would be ideal but yeah I think it's just a fast growth that I'm kind of I wouldn't say struggling with but just just yeah, dude, what you're saying, unsure about the fast growth. It's like this is amazing. It's a, it's, it's a fucking amazing problem to have, but it's yeah. still overwhelming. It's it's there's always different aspects, and um, just because you coach people through how to to manage themselves to be the best version, it's still there's always different hats that we wear. You can't cover every single one. So being able to hold space for yeah, it's it is the fear of what's next. Is mm. it the fear of success? And what that may bring, or is it the fear of, oh, what if it falls down? The fear of failure. So, what sort of camp are you looking at? Thinking, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the driver for you right now. Uh, the drive for me is, I wouldn't want to. I guess failure. I don't really see failure as like the opposite of success. I see failure as kind of just a part of the process. You know, we're going to fail and we're going to pick ourselves up and we're going to go again. But I, I guess for me, it's that that heat behind me of if I don't do enough, you know, every day, if I'm not a good boss to myself, then it's going to catch up with me and I'm going to get left behind. Left mm. behind what? I don't quite know. But I think there is also a bit of, like you, you put it really well, I think the fear of success because how far can I go with it? And I guess there's some sort of, once again, totally new place. Am I going to be able to handle it? Is it going to be something that I want in my life? Like weirdly, mm. I think we kind of, on paper, we all want that. But I guess what if it was just to never stop? What if I was just to keep climbing and climbing and climbing, you know? Mm. Um, so it is that, yeah, 
it is that sort of fear of how successful can this go, weirdly. Um, but it's also just uh, keep ahead of staying still, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of finding a medium between. Yeah. So what do you what do you want? What do you actually want? I think what I want is to be making a valuable difference to people. Um, do I want to be global with this? Do I want to be known all around the world? Right now, it's quite a scary thought, uh, to be honest with you, Mark. Like, you see what a lot of people um, who go the influencing route, you see a lot of things that happen. And I think that, you know, I, I'm more focused on giving value. Like, it's all I really want to do with my life. Like, I get yeah. up every day to do that and find new ways to do it. So I don't want this to become too much about me, to be, to be honest with you. I want it to become bigger than me. I want it to become part of a process. I want it to, I don't necessarily want people to think about me uh, when they think about the type of value that I would give. So mm. I guess I want, I want people to have a different perspective and I want them to have a useful perspective, one that's helped me in my life. But do I want to be the sole figure for that? Absolutely not. Now there. I may be completely off base here, or I might be about to nail it, but where you're working there, you want to make a difference. That worry about, but I don't want to be, it's not about me. It's almost like, I think you know too much. I think you're talking in top level, service level there, because we're, we're told, it's rammed down our throat, give value, give value, give value. It's not about you, it's all about them. And there is truth to that, absolutely. I'll never say that's, that's wrong. However, you're a solopreneur. You're, you're a, a personal coach. There's no one that's going to be on your feeds apart from you. Mm. So right now, I think there's a barrier you're going to have to overcome to be, to actually, it's what we coach, which is the entirety of the yes. You said yes to being a solopreneur, to being a coach. What comes with that is a lot of the yeses and a lot of other no's. And right now, I think you might have to overcome the thing that's like, it's, yeah, dude, it's going to have to be you. Well, luckily, do I want to be international? You're talking to a fellow Brit. I'm in Michigan, all the way across here. So, yeah, now you're, you're fully international. Absolutely. So you, you've got no choice but to. You know you've got clients all over the world. You know you have that reach. So mm -hmm. what is it? Where can we find that contradiction that you, you're trying to hold space for? I just want to give value. You're holding space for, I don't want it to be about me. And that's very selfless. Absolutely. It is about the other person, but on their journey, you're the guide. Mm. You're in the background. You're the one guide. You're not the hero, but you are their, their person that they rely on. So I think it has to be about you to a certain extent. So if you can come into, I think that's what I was talking about earlier with, with social media. If we can all, and I don't know who else is listening to this that needs to hear this. If we can all come back into alignment with, I, there's this thing that I maybe didn't want, but I'm going to have to maybe do. We get to mm -hmm. choose, okay, is this right for us? Is it the right thing? And maybe lean into, you know what? Yeah, it is going to be about me because I'm the one that's going to get the message out there. So maybe then the alignment comes back into the worry about being seen too much on social. It's because you don't actually want to be seen because you, you're told you have the influencing, you have the program of it shouldn't be about me. Maybe it should a bit more. 
And maybe that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's really powerful stuff there, Mark, to be fair. And I think that's a very interesting way of looking at it. I think it does tie in because that, that is a, definitely a belief that I've kind of had since I've started this, is that it's about the influence, it's not about the person. But you're right. I mean, if I am a guide to people, if I am coaching people, then it is about me because, you know, what, how could it not be? If I'm, if I'm here giving that value to people, if I'm asking them the right questions and if I'm helping them, I'm facilitating them to find the answers for themselves as we do then of course like it has to be I can't give that value without it being about me so you're right it's it's finding that that in between um what that looks like I'm still not quite sure I think I guess it's something that I am going to have to push through I'm going to have to you know find keep going with until I can find a way to sort of say look okay I've accepted this is about me and you know, there's more that I can. There's more that I can do for other people by mm. accepting that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's powerful stuff. That dude, it's it's, it's tough. This is so fucking tough mm. because we are. It's rammed down our throats. And it's since you've become a business owner, you must have been inundated on all social media. Here's all the ads. Here's all the things you should be doing. You should be doing this. No, 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 no. Wait. You should be doing this. Here's what you yeah. should be doing to come across. Here's how you can do it. And they all kind of work. I always come back down to what's right for you. And if you're saying, fuck it, I am in it for the money, I will cheer you on and say, good for you, because then you can use that as a resource to do other good in the world. If it is just to give value, it's like, fuck yes. Mm. And the money will come. But if you're focusing too much on giving away for free, mm. chat to another um, podcast just, just a few days ago, the focus is I need to... <laughs> I'm not charging my worth. I'm not actually, uh, what was the example? She wasn't receiving what she needs to receive. She wasn't growing her business at the pace that she wanted. But her focus for the year was, I'm going to help 100 people for free. And I'm not going to knock it. That's freaking amazing. Mm. However, it's out of alignment what she wanted. So to follow a, another guru saying, just give value, just pump out the value and it'll come. That's good. But look at what, what do you want to do? What are you trying to achieve? And does it align with that? Is it strategically aligned? Is it authentically aligned for you? And once you can start to find that, I truly, truly believe that you'll find your way. It does take some mm -hmm. trial and error and a lot of pondering. Yeah. I mean, that is true, isn't it? And I think you've just sort of hit the nail on the head there, Mark. I think it is that idea of, okay, is it financial? Is this for value? Um, but it's about finding that where, where it's all aligned together to be in line mm. with your values and what, what is in line for you. Um, and I feel like you say, you put it so well, if you, if you are just giving out free content, then, okay, it's, it's in line with you giving value to people in a sense that can really make a difference to more people because it's free, but it's not in line with what you can realistically do if you were to benefit financially from this. Mm. So a hundred percent. And like you, you put it so well, I think once you do start benefiting financially, you can then create more good in the world. You can create more positivity and more value by the finances you've, you've gained. So hundred percent kind of on board with what you're saying there. I think it's all just, yeah, we're just trying to find our way. We're all trying to find our way. And at the start of a business, it's, it's tight. It's tough. We need the revenue. We need the money to come through. That's, it's, it's, it's business. 
yeah, it's, it's so often we try and hide from it because we can't be seen to be saying that or we shouldn't be doing this. And mm. people like you, it's like, it is a passion project. So passion is top of the list, which means as a solopreneur, chances are you're going to be more sort of people-pleasing tendencies, trying to over-deliver, trying to undercharge, trying to do what you can, working all the hours that you can. It's tough to break that when you're so passionate behind what you do. But that can go so far. So again, it's finding where you are. Um, and everyone listening, finding where you are with your business, what you want to do, how you want to do it. And yeah, whatever's right for you. So, dude, this has been fun to break this down. I mean, I know the first year of business is always the, always the toughest. And then the next one is the second year. That's the toughest. And then it keeps <laughs> on going. So how yeah. we can, so just what, what is your top tip? How have you been able to manage yourself through this first year? What has kept you going? Very good question, Mark. I think, to be honest, it's appreciating where you are, just appreciating everything that you feel along the journey. I think we talked a bit about self-doubt earlier and things like that. We get that. We get that ourselves. Like, just because you're a coach does not mean that you don't feel these things as well. Like, Are you, are you well to equip them in some situations? For sure. But the fear of failure, the fear of what people think, the doubt you have of yourself, it's all been there. And it will be there for you. Be, I guess it will be there for every other coach, every other person listening to this today. But I think it's just feeling the fear and doing it anyway has been the thing that's helped me most. Because there's been times where I remember my first social media post. I didn't want to post that at all. I was literally second. The whole day I was like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. You know? But in the end, I did it. And it was probably the, one of the best things I ever did because the mm. amount of like, not just support from other people, but the support I had for myself, just the fact that I did that, just that reassurance I had for myself, okay, I've actually put myself yeah. out there now. And that was incredible. Um, so just because I was fearful that of what people would think or whether I would actually succeed with this, mm. I think it didn't mean that I shouldn't do it. And I learned that quite soon. So if there's anyone else out there who's going through anything similar, who's been in their own heads with that, quite some time then just know that because you're because there's fear there because you doubt yourself it doesn't mean that it's true it doesn't mean that you know the work is going to happen because it the likelihood is it absolutely won't you know it will do incredible things for you when you put yourself out of your comfort zone so mm. yeah my, my, my tip would be to feel the fear and, and go for it anyway because we all get it we all feel these emotions it's just part of being human um but how we respond to them and if we can respond to them in a manner that can push us forward to achieve greater things then you know that's what it's all about so that would be my my top tip yeah fuck it do it anyway love that yeah perfect alex look thank you so much for sharing it's been so fascinating hearing you here behind the scenes of, of your business as you start to grow and find your feet so hey dude thank you so much for sharing no problems, Mark. And honestly, real, real pleasure to, to have me on. So I really appreciate it. You're welcome. If you want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Uh, well, I've got my own website, uh, alexjwatts.com. And I've also got, I'm also on social media. So you can find me on Instagram, alexwatts10 and on Facebook as well. So yeah, all the details will be there. Awesome. Guys, if you're curious, go check that out. Alex, thanks again for sharing. It's been a pleasure. No problems, Mark. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. 
Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.